powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. It's time for The Rush with Tyler McComas and Travis Davidson. Sound off on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439. Hit the guys up on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's The Rush with Tyler McComas and Travis Davidson. What's the drink of choice tonight? Well, you know, I, I'm not promoting it, but I like some old cold beer. I think I'm going to have one. I'm not promoting it now. It's not a Friday at 5, but might as well be for most of you out there. Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving, it's 5 o'clock on a Wednesday. Hopefully you've got a a long weekend. You're heading to Owen Field on Friday, spending some family time tomorrow on Thanksgiving. A very happy Thanksgiving to all of you out there in the Ref Army. Whether you listen to us in Norman, Moore, Oklahoma City, or you're in California, state of Washington, Iowa, and beyond, we appreciate you. Every single one of you. You show up every day, you listen, you text in. Even if you don't text in, you just listen every single day. We appreciate that. Those of you who show up to our uh, remotes on the road for road games, home games, all that, uh, you are very, very much appreciated. We always love the Ref Army. And just wanted to take a, a minute or two to say thank you to all of you out there. It's not a Friday at 5. It's a Wednesday at 5. But I think we can uh, hear Sam Pittman talking about some cold beer. Because this is one of the biggest drinking days of the entire year, the day before Thanksgiving. So it does fit, Travis. Oh, it, it fits beautifully. It fits beautifully. So, yeah, I, uh, you know, I'll, I'll be trying to have a few cold beers myself uh, maybe later this evening. Because it is, man. It's, you know, in the restaurant industry, we always talk about it, right? It's everybody comes to town and all the, all the cousins get together and uh, go, uh, go out on the town and, and, and have a little fun. So, yeah, this is na- this is nationally known as one of the more fun bar nights of the year so everybody be safe tonight I, uh, we need you on friday morning <laughs> i think we caught some people off guard playing sam Pittman, uh like jojo in tulsa yes you caught me off guard cheers boys jojo's probably having some red bull right or, or some uh, um fireball right now but uh yeah man i i love that you guys love hearing sam Pittman every single friday at five we just caught you off guard today now we know that he's going to be back for another year at arkansas now or at least that's what the athletic director says yes but um if if he were to move on whether it might be his choice or somebody else's we still play that clip right 100 percent. okay good yeah, I made that decision when it uh, felt like he might get fired at the end of the season is we'll still play Sam Pittman Friday at 5. Unless a better audio clip um, emerges at some point. I mean, I'm always willing to to shuffle some new stuff in, but right now it just gets you in the mood Friday at 5. It's a, it's a staple of the show at this point. But, uh, yeah, we've been operating like it's a Friday. Scene setter to open the show, and that means uh, today at 5 o'clock, since we're all off tomorrow here at the Ref, we got to do our more than anything segment. We do this every single Friday at 5. More than anything, I want to see blank. Let us know on the text line, 405-651-3439. Travis, I'll start us off. And, man, more than anything, I want to see this offense. And I don't care who's playing at quarterback on Friday. It could be Dylan Gabriel. It could be Jackson Arnold. Hell, it could be, it could be General Booty that's in there. 
Keep handing the ball off to 27. Keep handing it off to Gavin Sawchuk. He's really found a rhythm. He's really found a groove. And, dude, I'm telling you, he's a guy that's good early in the game, but it seems like he gets better and better as the game goes on. And when you say that, you normally think of bigger running backs who are tougher to tackle. He's not the biggest running back out there, but I think you saw it last week, man. He is tougher and tougher to tackle as the game goes on. I'm really liking me some Gavin Sawchuk right now. So feeding the rock on Friday. Uh, more than anything, Tyler, I want to see Drake Stoops be fed because currently he is tied uh, for the lead in uh, touchdown receptions in the Big 12 with nine. And then receptions, he's only one behind uh, former Bixby Spartan, current Oklahoma State Cowboy, Brennan Presley. Only one behind in reception and tied for touchdown. Feed him the ball. Let him let him finish his last year in college as a leader in two categories in Oklahoma's last year in the Big 12. I think I think that, that would be very, very cool. Yeah, that would be cool. Uh, from the 918, I like this one. More than anything, I want to see Jamoy Hodge get his bell rung uh, hard, really, really hard. Now, Jamoy Hodge is who knocked out Dylan Gabriel in the game last year and, like, three other Big 12 quarterbacks as well. Well, how about this? I want to see, I want to see Dylan Gabriel truck Jamoy Hodge as yeah. he goes across the goal line. <laughs> First like down afterwards. No, it, goal line, just like uh, Baker Mayfield did, just right across the goal line and take, take him through. Kim and Choctaw's got a, uh, it's got a good opinion. More than anything, I want to see OSU lose. That's 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 a hell. That's gonna be tough to beat right there. Yeah. Yeah, that's a smart text. We should have got there. Yeah. More than appreciate keeping perspective on us there. uh, This is funny. More than anything from the four hundred five, I want to see a playable surface. That'll be a great changeup from last week. Luckily, we got Uh, old Jason Fairs on the job, so uh, our surface will be immaculate per usual. Yeah, and not only was it an awful playing surface this year, OU had to play the last game on a terrible playing surface last week. It was not. Was not ideal. More than anything, I want to see a victory, says the texture on the 405. More than anything from the 918, I want to see pressure all day on TCU's quarterback. And as we mentioned earlier, Travis, with as much as these guys throw the football, not that they're taking like a ton of five, seven step drops or anything like that, but your pass rushers will have opportunities to get to the QB this game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know, you hope guys like Rondell Bothroyd or Trace Ford, some of the guys that came to really improve their stock, um, kind of go out with a bang, you know. Uh, more than anything, I want to see the offense slam the gas pedal down and separate if given the opportunity. That's from the 404 state of Georgia. Apparently, you read LaDonna from Lubbock's Mind about Drake Stoops, so nice job there. Well, LaDonna, I mean, just just – if I can align with a lot of her texts, I think I'm doing pretty good, Tyler. And you'll really hate Texas Tech if that's the case, and the and the city of Lubbock as well. <laughs> check and check. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Ronnie Crimson, more than anything, I want to see a full stadium on Friday. And, Ronnie, I think you're going to get your wish on that. I, I, I really do. I just – this team's still playing for a lot. Um, I Drake Stoops' final home game. It's OU, of course. I, I, I think it'll be – It'll be a good turnout. I brought it up, but I'm not. I'm not worried about it being a a great turnout on Friday. I think it'll be a great turnout, like like it always is. Well, and I know it was a night game, but I mean, even the last home game, we were coming off two losses. Yep. Right, and and that was still one of the best home environments that I've seen in a minute. So, I mean. I think again, last game of the year. When's the last time we had a last game of the year, and it was just a stinker from the crowd? 
I mean, not when we had an opportunity to get to 10 wins, it wasn't. No, I can't. I can't. I don't think that that time has existed, to your point. Nick says, more than anything, I want to see a pick six from Peyton Bowen. It would just be nice to see Peyton Bowen out there on a more regular basis, but a pick six from him. Yeah, Bowman one week, Bowen the other. Maybe uh, Peyton Bowen with the pick six would win Big 12 Defensive Player of the Week and National Defensive Back of the Week if he does that. Sure. Yeah, I mean, any anything defensively, big plays defensively uh, against this TCU team would be a lot of fun because while, while big plays down the field are fun, right, you're on offense, so you kind of expect, like you're ready to get up and cheer. With defense, it's completely different. Like that, that – Pick six, that 100-yard pick six, everybody was ready to be disappointed. And then Tyler, he starts going the other way, and it's like people don't know what to do with themselves. So that's why, man, I I would love to see maybe another 100-yard pick six at Oklahoma's uh, relation to sea level. Lane Lane in California says, more than anything, I want to see see Ethan Downs on a Wildcat. Or Ethan Downs at tight. Just throw the ball to Ethan Downs. Did you see those soft hands from him? Yeah, downfield, That didn't look like a defensive end trying to catch a pass. How about that? No, nah, nah, I think you do two tight end set. You put Big Stog, you put Ethan Downs out there, <laughs> and uh, just see what happens, man. Dallas Bill says, more than anything, I want to see Texas and Oklahoma State lose. That's from Bill the Astros fan. Um, yeah, that would be magnificent. Well, that's every week, right? I mean, I'm pretty sure we say that every week. But if if really the Oklahoma State loss is the one that gets us in automatically. So, um, yeah, having both of them lose would be fantastic. Uh, but even just one of those, the OSU one, that would get us in for sure. 405, more than anything, I want to see Jackson Arnold go out and put on a show uh, for us and see what we have coming up for the next four years. Well, if Jackson Arnold does start on Friday, what are you going to see most likely? You're going to see a lot of arm strength. I think you're going to see a lot of confidence. And you're going to see someone who probably uses his feet quite a bit to make plays. Yeah, and the next four years, uh, I feel, is quite optimistic. It doesn't feel like Jackson Arnold will be uh, playing here for the next four years. Really, I mean, I think we've probably got two more seasons of Jackson Arnold because after his third year, he'll be draft eligible. And uh, if if he's as good as we all think he is, that boy might be off to the league. KA and BA, more than anything, I want to see a complete game, offense, defense, and special teams. Yeah, same on that. I know Britt Venables would uh, say ditto to that, too, because he sounded a bit disappointed earlier this week that they still, in his mind, haven't played their best game, or at least up until up to what they're truly capable of. Yeah, he said as much in his press conference that he said, uh, you know, it was unfortunate that they still haven't been able to do that. And on one hand, Tyler, that tells you, man, this the ceiling on this team, ah, it's got to be real high. They're still working stuff out. On the other hand, you're saying, God, what's taking so long? How come you coaches haven't figured out how to get this team to play a complete game yet? Drew from Flower Man, I like this one too. More than anything, I want Stutzman and Bowman to announce they're coming back. Like they line up in the senior day line, like they're the last two in the senior day line, and they get ready to announce it. They they just grab a microphone and Stutz just says, yeah, I'm kidding. One more year. We're not really going through senior day. One more year, guys. We're running it back in the SEC. I'm not leaving. The show goes on. You know, you can't play that whole clip, but uh, no. the edited one we could play. But Danny might say it in a microphone on the field. I, I wouldn't put it past him. Right, especially after that Instagram caption. <laughs> yeah, that was that was great yesterday. <laughs> uh, that was awesome. More than anything, I want to pay back the pokes in the championship game than match up with Muleshoe in a bowl game, says a texture in the 405. 
That would just exercise all the demons in the fan base. Yeah, I don't know That's how that would happen, though, because there's no way USC – if you beat OSU in the conference championship game, you're playing in a New Year's Six game, and, well, Muleshoe ain't playing in a, in, a, in, a, in a New Year's Six game. That ain't happening. Yeah, but I exactly. Like the thoughts. Yeah. I still like the thought. Yeah, that's that's somebody wanting to get a, a, a true blank slate going into the SEC. <laughs> Nine one eight more than anything, I want to see an OU quarterback throw it across the middle. We've seen that. I mean, hell, Jackson Arnold iced the game last Saturday with a slant across the middle to Jaleel Farouk for a first down. Well, in West Virginia, it seems like all the throws were across the middle. Late in the season, it's been more prevalent than than you know, the games at the beginning of the season. So that's definitely been happening. It was definitely a concern early, but no, it's, it's looked a lot better. Yeah. Um, how does your evaluation of this game change depending on the quarterback? I mean, how much, if at all, does it change if it's Arnold instead of Gabriel? I mean, the intrigue goes up slightly, as you kind of touched on in the postgame show. Uh, after BYU, the intrigue goes up slightly because it's just something you haven't seen, and it's something that, you know, kind of like, Brent Venable's first spring game, it was new, right? It's exciting, it's new, this, that, and the other. But I don't think, I don't know, much changes, right? I mean, all your skill players remain the same. You still want to see them run the ball well. You still want to see them establish that physical dominance that you should be able to over TCU. I, I, I just don't think, I don't think that's a situation where you're going from, like, Baker to Kyler, right, where it's just completely different skill sets. Like, yeah, Jackson's got... Uh, you know, a stronger arm, but Dylan has a mastery of the offense. So there's going to be trade-offs. I can't believe I almost hit a break without mentioning this one. I almost missed this one from E. Freaky from Illinois. Ooh. More than anything, I want to see if Iowa and Nebraska can defy logic and hit the over, which is 25 and a half. I believe that's the – Good Lord. I, I think Iowa, like at three different points this year, maybe more than that, has been the lowest over-under – in uh, college football betting history, and I think 25 and a half is the new lowest ever for, for Iowa. Yeah, because I think it was 29 and a half, and then 28 and a half uh, was their second time. They broke their own record because I don't think it had ever been under 30. Um, but yeah, the new one is the is the lowest. That's just golly. I know we all talked about when Brent Venables got the head coaching job. Look, we're gonna we're gonna win some low scoring games because defense is coming back to Norman. Well. I just I can't imagine I can't imagine watching Iowa football oh and gosh, thinking man. ah this is what it, this is what good football looks like you know what I mean They're gonna have to play Michigan or Ohio State in the in the conference championship game now I guess Ohio State and, and maybe the numbers say differently this year but Ohio State has more of a potent passing game Could you imagine Ohio State playing Iowa in a conference championship game? Golly. I mean, I, and look, Iowa State, or excuse me, Iowa's got a really good corner who might go in the first round. That's great, but Iowa's not going to score on Ohio State. But I, Ohio State will—they'd still be able to run it up on Iowa. I think. Oh, that'd be—that's—that's that's going to be a bad championship. What do you, what what would what do you think that line would be? Ohio State's on a neutral field. Ohio State minus twenty-two and a half. I, I don't know. Is that too too aggressive? Yeah, I'd probably put it somewhere. I, I might, I might get above twenty-four on it. Yeah, I maybe just, even higher than that. Iowa just can't score. Like it's so, so it's so weird to you know to start talking about what what the spread would be because you just have to assume that one team is just not going to score for the most part. Twenty. It's like the, the offensive explosion. Like they just that doesn't seem possible. Twenty-six points is the most they've scored in a Big Ten game this year. Twenty-six Gross. points. Most they've scored thirty in a 
Big Gross. 10 game this year. Yeah, yikes. 405, more than anything, I want to see if a 52-yard field goal from OU. That's from the Seneca Jones. A 52-yarder? I'll take a 22-yarder right now. Can we work our way back a little bit? Do we talk about a 52-yarder? No, go big or go home. I want, I want, I want half a hundred. I want half a hundred yards. So I, I think, I think a couple of 50-yarders just to, just to, you know, send him off in a right way at the end of the season, at least, not send him off for good. But you know what I mean. For, more than anything, I want to be acknowledged on the Stam text lines. <laughs> Texture in the 580. They say uh, Danny Stutzman. I want to see him with a real face mask on his helmet. He's the real deal at linebacker, but that helmet looks goofy. Well, Canik has the same one too, correct? Yeah, they are kind of weird looking. Not, but hey, not whatever, whatever, whatever keeps them out of concussion protocol. I don't care. I don't care if they wear unicorn balloon animals on their heads. For God's sake, just keep them out of concussion protocol. What's going on at any bees up there at Tulsa? Man, they keep on just piling in, uh, piling in. So. Uh, packed out here. They've got a lot of really cool Christmas stuff going on. Um, if you want to book your holiday party, I know a lot of people post Thanksgiving really start thinking about that stuff. you got to do it now. Book your holiday party by going to bowlandybees.com backslash Tulsa, or you can call 918-299-9494. And if you go to their uh, their Facebook page, Tyler, Andy B's Tulsa Facebook page. If you buy $50 game card, you get $50 for free. They're matching it at a $50 spend. That is a crazy deal. So uh, I love Ryland out here. He just looks at me sometimes, and he's like, oh, let's just throw an offer out there. So uh, that's, that's the one that he did. So go to Andy B's Tulsa Facebook page, buy $50 game card, you get $50 match for free and of course they've got now the oklahoma city location over on north pennsylvania ave open jeff wants to see complete chaos in the rest of college football this weekend will that happen uh we'll see we'll look at it coming up next we'll look at the weekend slate and if ou can just get a loss by oklahoma state they can find their way in the conference championship game with a win on friday so we'll look at the big 12 games as well right here on the ref talking sooner football is what we do this is the ref Hi everyone, Dylan Gabriel here, asking for your support. I think a parent's job is to protect our children, but also prepare them for the world so they become good, kind human beings. That's dedication. Find out more at fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. First down at the 36. Here comes a blitz. Eiffel's going to go long. Got a man out. OU Nebraska, you know the catch, Andre Wolfolk. Last Big 12 home game coming up on Friday. That's number one for me. That's number one for Travis. That's number one for, well, maybe every single one of you out there in terms of best Big 12 home games uh, for OU football. Last one coming up, 11 a.m. on a Black Friday. Who's more likely to lose? Who's more likely to do OU a solid? Uh, BYU going out to Stillwater or Texas Tech with the help of Brett Yormark going down to Austin? Well, I mean, I do think Texas Tech might be, especially with their history against the Longhorns, might be a better um, matchup. But the poke choke, man, it's a real thing. They 
They looked like absolute trash at times against Houston, especially in that first half. They looked like trash against UCF the whole game. So I can't count on them to all of a sudden look like they did against Oklahoma um, after the last two weeks. I mean, that, that Houston game, they looked like they were in trouble, and they were yeah, they in did. trouble uh, very early. So, you know, maybe BYU found something against us. They started playing defense that they hadn't played before. Like I said, that option game can kind of screw with you a little bit. They're probably preparing for two quarterbacks. You know, I, who knows? Who knows? I think uh, maybe BYU's playing with a little bit more confidence. I, I, I'm going to go with BYU because I think that's a cleaner way for OU to get in. So it's just a bit of wish casting, if you will, a bit of hopium. To get greedy for a second, um, the I, I think there's more than three contenders mathematically. I don't know. But the three realistic contenders as to who you could play in the conference championship – uh, number one for me is Oklahoma State on the wish list. Number two, Texas. Number three, Kansas State. Is that where you're at, or would you order it differently? No, no, we're in lockstep on that for sure. Yeah, that's... we're in lockstep for that for sure. But you know, obviously, we know that if Texas Tech wins, then we need Iowa State to beat Kansas State. Um, but there's also some other combination that if we lose to TCU and like three other games happen, we still technically make it in. Yeah, because then it's a five-way tie. Like, it's just... Well, remember, it's just, like, last week, right before they changed the rules, there was this, this scenario where Kansas could lose to Cincinnati and everyone else wins and OU gets in and plays Texas. That one's off the board now. Yes. Or we would be yes. giant Cincinnati fans this this weekend. <laughs> hey, uh, it's it's just as simple as OSU loses. OSU yes, loses. I have, correct. I have Texas fans in my DMs today going, God, I'm pulling for you guys. We want to get revenge. We want to get revenge. So, do you feel like even though what you wish for, guys? Right, exactly. Texas would be a larger favorite over OSU than they would OU. But do you feel Texas fans enough of them want that smoke again? I don't think. I mean, I think it's dumb if they do. Like, who are they to be as greedy as? Well, yeah, we we want to play Oklahoma so we can get revenge. They haven't won a conference championship in over a decade. They should want the easiest matchup for their first conference title since 2009. And I think OSU is a way more favorable matchup than OU or Kansas State. I, I would think Texas fans are hoping and praying that Oklahoma State is who they play in the Big 12 championship and not OU or Kansas State. Uh, that's, that's That looks pretty obvious to me who they'd rather yeah, play. See, yeah, see, that's what I think too. I mean, I – I understand the idea of wanting to avenge your only loss and, you know, beat your rival. But, uh, Tyler, if Texas wins the Big 12 championship, they've got a chance to go to the playoff. That would be my number one priority, not who I beat or, you know, the trash talking or whatever. I would say if you give me the opportunity, I mean, to play, I don't know, Houston again in there or somebody like that, give me the easiest road. I do not care. Let me get to that playoff if I'm Texas. Uh, I don't know how the Athletic came up with these numbers, but they do have scenarios. Uh, they break it down by percentage chance, what's most likely to happen this weekend. Scenario A has a 71.4% chance of happening. It's not what OU fans want to take place. That scenario is Texas and Oklahoma State win this weekend. And in that scenario, it's pretty obvious. It's Texas and OSU in the Big 12 championship game. Scenario B has an 8.4% chance of happening. So I guess this is the second most likely result of the weekend. 
win, which is Texas and OU wins, and Oklahoma State loses, which would be uh, OU and Texas in the Big 12 championship game. Scenario three has a 2.1% chance of happening, which is Oklahoma State and OU lose, OSU and OU loses. Kansas State wins, which would be Texas and Kansas State. And then there's a 0.08% chance that madness happens. Texas loses, OU loses, OSU loses, Kansas State loses, West Virginia wins, and it's Texas versus who knows. They have no idea who would who Texas would play in that scenario. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's the that is the biggest indictment on the Big Twelve I've ever heard of. That a publication can say all these teams lose and you don't even know who goes in. Like be like a and, round and robin uh, coin flip tournament or something like that. Right. That's what's so funny is even the athletic is like, yeah, if this situation happens no clue who plays we 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 think one of the teams plays we have no idea who else plays god that's funny it's um it's, it's this conference man so many Golly. people are just ready to get the hell out of the league you know? hey but haven't you heard haven't you heard tyler somebody's gonna get a championship belt because god, they signed to deal with that's WWE. so dorky man like they think that's cool and this big selling point but it's just like you're coming up with all these things and taking away from the actual football game. And not that things around the game can't be entertaining. They can. But, man, it's your championship game. Is your championship game not enough? Do you really have to get the WWE involved and have a championship belt? I don't know. It just well, the, seems gimmicky the, to me. The biggest problem with it, Tyler, is that apparently, because we know that this is a deal that got done, apparently their, their attention was towards – Getting Nelly as the halftime act, getting the you know the Big Twelve draft in Jerry World, getting you know WWE to sponsor this or partner with them instead of that energy going towards being competent with your tiebreaker rules, like that's that's what bugs me the most. Like if you know if 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 you've got you know if, if you've got a kid and you ask them to do their chores and they do something you know, cool, they, they, they draw you something for the fridge and all that. Cool, you drew me something for the fridge. And then you find out that they didn't do what they were supposed to do in the first place, like the very baseline thing they were supposed to do. Then it, then you're like, what the heck were you doing coloring this whole time? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's what bugs you more than anything is if they had all their ducks in a row, then it, it would probably be a little bit cooler. But the fact that they don't have their ducks in a row, but they're too worked up with or focused on trying to do all these little brand deals that make them look really cool or appeal to different audiences, like, we get it, your mark. You know Jay-Z. That's super cool. But please try and run a conference with some competence. Yeah, no kidding. Um, big, biggest game this weekend nationally, top three matchup in Ann Arbor. Who's, who's winning, Ohio State or Michigan? Michigan going to dominate the trenches like they had the past two years, or Ohio State finally going to win this game with Ryan Day? I think the defense has gotten a lot better under Jim Knowles. The numbers bear that out. Uh, this feels like it might be a, a repeat of the Ohio State-Notre Dame game where points came at a premium, and there was a lot of just really big like really big physical plays at the line of scrimmage that ended up deciding that game. But I expect Michigan to get all 11 men on the field. Uh, Notre Dame did not. So I think the Wolverines uh, squeak one out here. Dallas Bill says, uh, I, I, I like Michigan in that game as well. I, I don't think they're just going to destroy them like they had the past two years. I think it'll be a lot closer, but I like Michigan in a close game on Saturday. Dallas Bill says, it would send chills down my spine 
for it to be Texas and OU in the championship and before kickoff, everyone is chanting, SEC, SEC. I think that would happen. I think oh. Texas and OU fans would both do that. Well, I think, I mean, all of the scenarios really, all the meaningful ones, have Texas or, you know, Oklahoma getting to that Big 12 championship game. Tyler, it's getting chanted by somebody. I promise you. Whether that's by Texas fans, whether that's by OU fans, or whether that's by both of them if they play each other, it will be chanted at Brett Yormark. Hey, a little off topic, but uh, I just saw that we got tagged in a, in a tweet. Uh, appreciate Jay, Jay in Tulsa, for uh, sending us this. I guess uh, Muleshoe was just asked about NFL rumors, and he said, quote, Hell no. No, I'm coaching at SC, period, end quote. Okay. So who, which job is he going to take tomorrow now? Right, exactly. Well, you know, Tyler, he's going to go home and sleep on it. <laughs> well, gonna, honestly, gonna... Scott, you know, I hadn't talked to the uh, to Texas A&M, uh, but 24 hours we made contact and everything quickly came together. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't believe a damn word that guy says, so he can say whatever he wants in interviews. Um, I just – I'm sorry, I, I don't believe anything he says. Like Tattoo so. Baker just said, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. I'm not falling for that either. No way. Yeah, I mean, it's, like I said, at Bedlam, no, Gary, I won't be the next coach at LSU. And then he leaves the next day. Like, again, he's get, Lincoln Riley has given nobody, nobody any reason to uh, to believe a word he says. I mean, Nobody, and, and, and he's done that himself. So he can come out in these interviews and say whatever he wants, but they can't get mad at us for saying, <laughs> okay, whatever, man. Yeah, I just, I'm, not, I'm not necessarily buying it. If he's, now, I, I could buy that he doesn't have an offer on the table anymore because his stock has, has, has dropped so far, but if he's got options on the table, yeah, I'm not, not going to sit here and believe that just yet. 405-651-3439 is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Keep it locked here on The Ref. More OU football next right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. Sound off any time of day on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet in Blanchard, USA. Black Friday deals are here, and Oklahoma Athletics has ticket specials for all the Sooner fans on your list. Score huge savings on upcoming men's basketball, women's basketball, wrestling events, and more. Visit Soonersports.com slash... Like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Get it right. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. In addition, candidly, we were able to get Texas and Oklahoma out a year early. That was a big deal for us, and I think all of you. Okay? And Coach... I'm not going to put any pressure on you, but I'm going to be in Austin for Thanksgiving, okay? And you better take care of business like you did right here in Lubbock last year. They have not forgotten about that quote in Austin, Texas. I'm sure it's going to be played a few times. As, uh, Texas will play on Black Friday as well. They got the primetime game. I believe that's on ABC. OU will play in the morning, but... Get to watch uh, Texas at night on Friday, and then, of course, Oklahoma State in the afternoon the next day when they take on BYU. All right, we got to fill up that stat sheet, dude. Brought to you by Dorsey Jones, Buick GMC, and El Reno. I-40 and exit 125, just 20 minutes from OKC. 
a little drive to big savings. How about we do this? I'll fill up the stat sheet on Gavin Sawchuck. You can do it on everyone's favorite player, Drake Stoops, in his final home game. Gavin Sawchuck had 14 carries for 107 yards against uh, BYU, with the touchdown, of course. Against West Virginia, he had 22 carries for 135 yards. And then against Oklahoma State, he had 13 carries for 111 yards. Travis, I think that Gavin Sawchuck is going to have 19 carries for 137 yards and two touchdowns for his season high. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I think he's playing that well right now. I like it. And, again, that that workload has shortened up to mainly just him and Tawi down the stretch. You saw, I believe, Javante was in on, like, a kick return opposite Jaleel. Um, You know, Marcus has been banged up. We haven't seen him down the stretch. So, if we do run the ball a lot against the three-man front, then, yeah, I don't doubt that he can get up the up to that kind of 18, 19 carry range. So, no, I think that's a good call. Uh, as far as Drake goes, you know, he was off to a really good start. He was getting kind of whatever he wanted while while Dylan was in the game. That obviously shortened up a bit as, uh, as Jackson went in. He hasn't quite had that chemistry with him. Uh, I mean, he still had 63 yards receiving, but way less receptions uh, compared to his previous two games. I think... I think he had 12 catches against OSU for 134, 10 for 164 against West Virginia. I think he eclipses both double digits in receiving and triple digits in yardage, uh, in receptions and then yardage again. So I'll go, I think he'll have his finest game. So let's go 13 catches, one above his career high. And let's go 184 yards, another (laughs) season high. That'll, That'll get him, I mean, that'll get him, a little bit higher in the receiving yards category, um, but it'll lock probably lock him in as the receptions leader for the Big 12 this year in the, at least regular season, and give him two tutties on that to uh, break the tie with him and A.D. Mitchell. You're going with the Hollywood ending here, the yep. guy that everyone is waiting for his last home game, and he shows out and has a career high in a lot of different areas. 13 catches for 184 yards hey, and two touchdowns. Right. It's setting up for oh, it, right? Well, Senior I, I mean, night at home, if he doesn't have you know. a touchdown, like it's it's one of the like in the Alamo Bowl, felt like they really called a play for him to get a touchdown. And his credit, he made an incredible play on that touchdown in the Alamo Bowl when Bob was coaching. It just it feels like they're gonna find, and they don't have to try hard to get him into the end zone, but they're gonna try hard to get him in the end zone on Friday. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, I mean, you can. There are certain guys, you know that you got to dial stuff up for. Back when I was uh, um, playing basketball, my coach said that uh, I was the best shooter, but they had to set like eight screens to get me open because I was so slow. Uh, so, that you know, they had to help me out to, uh, to make a play. But with Drake, that's what's nice. You don't. He's going to cook whoever's across from him. So at, at a minimum, you just got to look his way because yep. it's, it's not a situation where you got to draw up specific designs to try and get him open. Tyler. That dude just gets open all the time anyways, so it's really easy. Well, we had Steve Largent on the show earlier today, uh, Pro Football Hall of Famer. He was at that OU Tulsa game, and when I asked him the question if he's watched Drake Stoops at all this year, I, I thought, well, he's at least seen him once, and he saw him in that game score a couple of touchdowns because they just threw a wide receiver screen out to him and said, hey, here's the ball, go break a tackle or two and score, and, and he did. So to your point, it can be that easy 
for him to score a touchdown at times. Just throw it out to him, little screen, and he'll break tackles and find his way in the end zone. Well, and he's just been on a heater, right? I mean, again, first half of BYU, he was getting whatever he wanted. So these last three games, he's just he's running the best routes of his career, and it seems like Dylan is 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 really reached the pinnacle of those two chemistry, those two's chemistry. So I expect a big day, big day from Drake. Now it'll um, that thirteen catches, one hundred eighty-four yards, and two touchdowns. OU's covering the spread if he has those numbers. By the way. Hell, if he has either of I, I got Gavin Sawchuk having a season-high day with 19 carries, 132 yards, and two touchdowns. If if, if for some reason both of ours come true, uh, OU's winning this one in a runaway on, on Friday afternoon, dude. I got I to gotta, I gotta get back to Kansas and, uh, and lay some Seriously. wagers. <laughs> that nine and a half is going to get there easy if that's the case. Softball Steve says OU 52, TCU 21. DG has another eight touchdown day, and our running back smoked the TCU defense. Go figure. And DG's long ball kills TCU all day long. Look how aggressive we're getting. I said earlier it's one of the uh, biggest drinking days of the year. H- have we have we started to do that? Like your prediction, my prediction, and softball Steve saying that DG's going to have eight touchdowns again. Man, yeah, we're pumping sunshine into the uh, into the holiday, aren't we? I mean, God, we're, we're, we're willing it to happen at this point. Dan says Drake's season would have been even more special if he would have been allowed to catch the game winner in Bedlam. Ah, true that, Dan. Why are we ripping open old wounds, Dan? I thought we were past that, but unfortunately, I, I guess not. I guess not. 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Final segment until we rejoin you Friday morning for our pregame show. We'll be live from 7 to 10 a.m. before the 11 a.m. kickoff. And, of course, Travis and I will be live with you for two hours in the postgame show live from O'Connell's. But we're off tomorrow. A happy Thanksgiving to all of you out there. we got a great football slate tomorrow in the NFL and college football. We'll run that down. Look at this OU-TCU matchup. We'll do it one more time. Coming up next right here on The Ref. Talking Sooner football is what we do. This is The Ref. Now, I'm glad they're having their moment in the sun. Well, well, we'll see if they can cap it off with a Super Bowl or even a playoff win. But they uh, Likely not, but yeah. I'm, I'm glad they're 8-2. Uh, my Dallas Cowboys will play the Washington Commanders tomorrow at 3.30. Should be a blowout. Cowboys are like a 13.5-point favorite over the Commanders tomorrow. So, uh, yeah, don't choke this game away like you did the Arizona Cardinals game earlier this year. Yeah, 13-point favorites. Go ahead and, yeah, put the mortgage on this one, baby. <laughs> 49ers and Seahawks is the uh, nightcap, 720 on NBC. Niners are 7-3. and three. Seahawks are 7-4 and four in that one. And then college football, we got the Egg Bowl, baby, where crazy things always tend to happen. Sometimes, Travis, someone will score and pee like a dog in the end zone, and it costs the team the game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll see if somebody pantomimes a, uh, a, a dog using the restroom uh, this year, but... Yeah, I uh, I will eat many deviled eggs tomorrow in celebration of the egg roll, egg bowl. Was that the was that Jeff Lebby's final game at Ole? Well, is that was his final egg bowl when the guy is peeing in the end zone like a dog? Uh, was it? I think I, I think remember. it might have been. 
Jeez, embarrassing. Embarrassing things happening on the field. Yeah, it's uh, that's 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 been the case. But now th- Thursday will be awesome tomorrow with all the football and Friday's a really good day. OUTCU. You've got you've got Texas and Texas Tech. We'll see if someone in the Iowa Nebraska game can score a touchdown. And then Oregon Oregon State's on Friday night as well, man. Like that's a I, I, I'm not gonna say a sneaky good football game, but. Oregon may not even play in the Pac-12 championship. They won't if they don't beat Oregon State on Friday. No, you're doing five straight days of of football and some very very good games. So this is uh, this is about to be a gorgeous stretch, man. There's no doubt about it. And and add delicious food on top of that. Mm. Oh, mm. oh my goodness! Elite, elite weekend. We also have OU men's hoops tomorrow at 2 p.m. on FS1. They play Iowa out there in San Diego. Now, I was not in the top 25. It, it is going to be a tough game and our first real gauge at where, where this team is at, you know? Yeah, the, the thing that I like about this team, though, is that they're not doing what maybe other teams in the state are doing and losing to teams that they should beat. Ooh, they're man. blowing out They're blowing out teams that they should beat. And that's, that's the thing, man. Like, that stuff matters on your tournament resume, right? You can't have the ugly losses earlier in the year. We've seen that in Porter's tenure so far here. But this season, they're athletic. They're playing fast. Our bench scoring is incredible. I mean, it's uh, this team's good, man. And we'll see how good they are as we get into Big 12 play and then obviously as they play uh, Iowa and USC out there in San Diego. But, I mean, they so far they've done exactly what they're supposed to do. They have played teams that they overmatch, and they overmatch them. There's going to be great football Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and uh, I'm sure someone's got a Monday night game as well. But tonight is there's no football, and it's the first day since October 3rd without FBS or NFL football. So just hold on, guys. Just hold on through the night. Get to tomorrow, and you should be good. Guys and gals, just hold on. Exactly. <laughs> Don't go into withdrawals quite yet. But but that's the thing. It's It's such a good day, and it's – it's things that are really tradition-rich, right? Like the, the Thanksgiving games are tradition-rich. You've got the rivalry games that are tradition-rich. I mean, that's what that's what I like so much about this weekend, man. And I know that so many people, they you know they get to Halloween, they get on the other side of Halloween, and all of a sudden they warm up old Mariah Carey, oh, uh, and, uh, and she starts singing her Christmas carols. Like, guys, Christmas is coming. I promise you. It's, it's, it's come for, for years and years and years. It's going to come. Enjoy your Thanksgivings with your families, with your friends. Enjoy this football. Enjoy the basketball. Enjoy this weekend. Christmas will come, I promise you. Uh, one final time, what's going on at Andy B's, where apparently you just have to go to the Andy B's Facebook page and Christmas can come early. Yeah, Andy B's, I'll tell you what, that is a great idea. Go to the Andy B's Facebook page. $50 there for a game card, you'll get a free $50 on top of it. So think of those stocking stuffers, everything like that. That would always be nice. And then book your holiday parties. Do it now. They've got an awesome Christmas room set up, a little Whoville-type situation going on. You've got to book that at bowlandybees.com backslash Tulsa or call 918-299-9494. That number is 918-299-9494. Come and hang out. Riff Army. Have a great Thanksgiving. Happy, Have a happy Thanksgiving. We're thankful for you. And we'll talk to you on Friday morning right here on The Ref. We're the Homeless Sooner fans.